What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. Secret. Love top secret stuff. You like secrets? Yeah. Secrets <laughs> yeah. keep you sick, man. Come Damn, on. she's a sick ass fool. <laughs> she is a sick ass fool, isn't she? Are we recording? We no. might be. Not yet. Okay, we might be. You yeah. pressed a button. I'm not a liar oh, wow. either. She's so very observant, huh? <laughs> yeah. Nothing gets by this yeah. one. <laughs> well, we're live. <laughs> Welcome to LG nineteen oh four show. It's your boy BK. Yeah! Joined by Dustin. Rafa's on the way. Rafa's on the way. You gotta do a fucking quick Rafa's meal prep company. Mm, he's selling drugs again. <laughs> Dude, look at this. We're back in the fucking old studio. Back in the old studio. I love it. <laughs> Dustin's kitchen. Dustin's kitchen. A lot of good shit came out of Dustin's kitchen. It did. We did orders out of Dustin's kitchen. We've done a lot of shit out of Dustin's living room. Well, the old the old house was oh, the old apartment was where the those are some real memories of fucking podcasting there. For sure. Kenny's episode. Mm. Good one. Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. That was a good one, Lori, too. Lori, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of really good episodes that came out of that one. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, we've... Majority of them have been out of there. Speaking of good episodes, we're about to fucking have one right here. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good to, good to hear. Good to be here. Fucking good to night. be here. We literally... Uh, Dustin made a post today asking like who should we bring on the show and like four people were like bring rachel on well but hold on you did say it already though yeah she's on the board she's been on the board it's no just no been on- he said it when we were at a barbecue today you said you're gonna get rachel then it didn't happen you said that before i put the post up that's all i'm saying oh but but, but people were commenting like to have you on the show so yeah and you- I, she's on my my board out there because i've wanted to bring her on mm. you i'm very excited for people to hear your story you're you're gonna save someone's fucking life I hope so. You are. So. You I'm actually, well. I'm, I'm excited because I've never heard your story. I was just going to ask, have you ever heard my I have story? Mm-hmm. Bruh, no. she's like, she's an East County legend. Really? Uh, for, dude, your fucking two doors down neighbor grew up with Rachel. I know. Melville but, knows her well. Like, she was in them streets. Oh, here's Rafa. Look at, hey! We just started, dog. We just started. Hey. And hey, I, did you make that drop? Get the and cash? I, and I just said that you're doing your uh, Rafa's meal prep, and Graf said you're selling drugs again. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, he's selling quote-unquote meals. <laughs> yeah, he's feeding somebody. <laughs> yeah, feeding somebody's appetite. Hey, that was pretty good, though, because we I literally just watched your location, and you were in way in Santee. To allegedly doing the speed limit or, like, allegedly not doing the speed limit? I don't know what she's talking about, bro. <laughs> feds be everywhere. I, feds be <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> bro. You know they're listening here because they're all following us now, too. If you have <laughs> if you have a profile without a picture, you're a cop. You're a cop. <laughs> you're a cop. Yeah, and we know. Shit, fuck that. <laughs> What's up, little nigga? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rafa, back in action. Damn, I'm about to smack. Whoa, wait a <laughs> I'm sore, dude. Are you? Yeah. From, from what? Working out with Dustin. And oh, yeah, Travis. I seen that this, right, this morning. Dude, I'm so proud of this, dude. Yeah, did he get in there and get be somebody? I'm not. I'm in pain. All right, each one. When did y'all go? This morning or yesterday? We went this morning. 
And you're sore already? Dude, That's I was not good. I was literally like didn't stretch out or anything, signed up, fucking went out there. Up. Went out there and you know, became somebody. At choose? Yeah, yeah. I've been paying thirty dollars a month for that shit and I haven't been to choose in a couple months. I've been going to fucking Planet Fitness with this Jabron. Remember when me and Zach went with you in at least three days? That's right. Three days. That's right. I was like, I'm better now. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. You know, some things just like, aren't my cup of tea. She's like, I'm cured. Yeah. I'm a cucumber. But you did have fun, though. <laughs> I did. I mean, I we were watching you. Me and Zach were watching you. You looked like you were doing it. I tried. What exercises were you doing? Whatever Elise told me to Whatever do. Whatever Elise told you to do? I'm yeah. sorry, dog. Blood shit. Dad, yeah. she's fucking a savage. Elise is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but she's a good hype woman, though. She she's is. Like, You're doing so good. Elise is many things, and a fitness enthusiast is fucking one of them. Yeah. Pain in the ass is another one, right? Oh. No comment. That was that was to you. Oh. Of course. As I just set that for you, just yeah. spike that right in her grilloni. Well, you know, she's behind me. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, like you set up uh, for yeah, failure. Set up here. Yeah, no, it felt good. It was awesome because Travis told me this morning. He's like, "Yeah, rough is coming." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Ooh, but I'm like, hold up. Yeah, he pulled up, <laughs> and then he bought a membership. So I'm like, dude, just stick it out, dude. Because yeah. Ian's, dude, I think it's great for everybody to do that. Yeah, you know, to get yourself healthy. I mean, we're already clean. Right, just, right. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day for so long. I was clean, but I was so dirty still, like eating unhealthy, smoking cigarettes, drinking energy drinks, mm-hmm. not drinking water. Uh, the exercise is such a key, you know, po- you know, thing. And then also just not smoking. Mm. Fuck it. So that's so hard to do, but man. better shoot one of them zins this way then. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you, I got them on deck. Hey, let's I got go. logs of it. Home you got boy. logs on deck? Not for you. No, what? <laughs> not for you. That was a very, that was a very tricky part of where, you, where it landed. I was like, I Ooh. thank you for the water. Hey, would you like a Zen? No. I'm Are you okay. sure? Yeah, yeah. She's Nick. She's yeah, good. she quit smoking. Yeah, and it's vaping. Been like over eighteen months. Damn, give me some yeah. knuckles. That shit's hard. Damn. So yeah. no nicotine. That's Nothing. like at least, dude. One day she's just like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, and then well, she started stealing my cigarettes. <laughs> I got sick. I got sick, and I didn't want to vape, and then I just kept it pushing. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's oh wait, dope. like you got like bronchitis. No, like I cold? just, I had, I was sick and I had a sore throat and so vaping was hurting my throat and so I went like three days without vaping and then I was like, let's get to a week and then I was like, let's get to two weeks and then all of a sudden, you yeah, know, you're, you're we're already, good. Yeah, you're, yeah. you've forgotten about it. Yeah. Cured. 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 Yes. <laughs> they say, they say, oh, Google says five days and you should be good. Yeah. No smoking. No I got really irritated. You know, I was, I was really irritated, sweaty. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. I just kept it pushing. Yeah. That's, mm. See, that's where I like nicotine's the last thing that I got, right? I don't want to give that up yet. No. Well, I'm so, I'm talking cigarettes, though. Oh. Because it's a di- I think there's a difference between the, I mean, well, there's really no difference. Nicotine's nicotine, but the smoking aspect and all that other shit that goes into a cigarette. Oof. Yeah, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of raw ass shit in cigarettes. But then again, I'm also doing this douche flute made in china or fucking wherever the fuck it's made and who knows what's in this or what's gonna what kind of cancer it's gonna cause who knows i'm doing both i don't hey those those chinese air fun getting crazy right now at the same damn time Uh, so those spy uh, balloons is that what you're talking about spy balloons sending fentanyl they're like fuck you guys We're, we're gonna pee all over you yeah i mean until we fucking drop a nuke on them <laughs> I hey, hope not because you know hey, what follows you know that up, right? Yeah, well, a nuke dropped on us, and guess where nah, we live? We have, dude. 
watch TikTok every once in a while. They, this guy, <laughs> hey, he who, has hey, the best. Just, <laughs> just real quick, who owns TikTok? Anybody in the, he, in the listen, circle? Well, this uh, why, guy, why, why, why China, hold on, hold on. This guy, yeah, China does. But however, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this guy, he did it. He showed on a map perfectly, like Montana, uh, Idaho, Utah, which I believe in Utah because I've been to a, uh, an army base, which was a trip. Talked about it on here. Yep. But they're talking about underground missiles and that are going to fucking uh, like flare up to where any sort of missiles come and attack us. So, you know what I mean? Like when you're like jets but they fucking put the flares out and the missiles go to there yeah but that's what they're showing like america has that shit makes sense where we're under attack by by any means like those things go up they're gonna drop missile defense systems thank you yep is that's what that's what you're here for Missile defense system (laughs) yeah no it makes sense but i just ain't ain't it crazy like now we getting all our facts from tiktok i mean honestly there is a lot of educational shit on there dude (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be Christ. honest. Hey, I'm serious. But it's all dude. propaganda. No, I'm well that I'm watching like history stuff. You know okay, what I mean? That's like, cool. I'm not I'm not watching like some fucking sci-fi guy, you know, or what the mean? new or, some, or the new dance you know, routine. No. No, no, not 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 a right winger, not a left, you know what I mean? I'm not watching all that kind of junk. So right. that it's been talked about on every other podcast in the world, but TikTok is made by the Chinese and and in China there's it's you're only allowed to use it for a certain amount of time. During the day, especially if you're under 18, it's like you get two hours and it's only educational shit like engineering videos, science, uh, history. Like it's only good shit. And then they give it to us and it's like, do the new dance routine or the duck lip challenge or like whatever the fuck it is, you know. But I mean, look at they're fucking up to no good. That's for sure. That's fucking 100 percent. I mean, the only thing I was thinking of my, I was talking to Brandon about it, and it made sense. He's like, it could have been a weather balloon, and they're like, they're just trying to see what our jet stream is, which they already know, because it literally fell right into the jet stream. So it went from, it went from, it went, it bypassed Russia, and then it went into, um, it first went into Alaska, and then it came back down through Canada, and then it dropped in through Idaho, Montana, uh, and I don't know what other state that is. Wyoming. No, I don't think it was Wyoming. But anyways, but then it then it just went straight straight through the jet the jet stream, all the way to the coast. Really? Yeah, because they shot it down in South Carolina. Oh wow! Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Hey, that's, that's where they shot that. Shout out to Myrtle down. Beach. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck this place." <laughs> right. Well, Not on they, my watch. They, were wait, they wanted they shoot it, this they shit down. It. Yeah, they didn't want it going over land because of, you know there was something in it or whatever the case is, but. That could be a possible thing, but who knows? Rachel, what's on your TikTok? A bunch of funny stuff. Funny stuff only? Funny stuff only. I'm, I'm here for the laughs. Yeah. Funny stuff only. Do you get do you get sucked into the vortex? Oh, yeah. The, uh, It'll be hours. I was with Caroline this week when she, she came in for a wedding, and uh, she called, what did she call it? It was like <clears throat> the something scroll, like a, like uh, the, fuck. I'll have to ask her, but it was the funniest analogy for it. It's where you get sucked in and then it's 4 a.m. in the morning. You're like, oh, no, how oh, did yeah. I get here? You look up and like you're in pitch black darkness and you're yeah. like, how did I get here? Yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah. She had a word for it. It was fucking hysterical. She is that, is that it right there? Example, is that it right there? Example, example A. Yeah. Exhibit A. Aww. Example, exhibit, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if, if, if the podcast did anything for Dustin, it expanded his vocabulary. Hey. So she's, she's, I forgot. She's, she's a mom talker. Yeah, so she's editing. Oh, are you? Yeah. Shout me out. 
Hey, what is what's Shout your what's your TikTok? Elise Woolsley. Oh fuck! Here we go again, dude. No, it's it's actually pretty fucking good. No, her her edits are really good, but her yeah. last name is Woolsey. Woolsey. Yeah, I know. Woolsey. Am I? Do I give up Wolf. on this? Yeah, just give up on her. Okay. Woolsey. Anyways, he's Puerto Rican. So, where are you from, Rachel? I'm from East County. Ooh, Ooh. come on, baby. Yeehaw for East County. <laughs> Specifically? San Diego. Uh, uh, Lakeside. Lakeside? Grew up in Lakeside, moved to Santee, then ended up in El Cajon somehow. Mm. So just the whole thing. Okay. Sucked into the vortex. Wherever the feet took me. <laughs> Wherever the feet took me. <laughs> yeah, that's a vortex, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just woke up. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. So what was what was it like growing up at home? What was home life like? Oh, okay. So, home life. Um, mom and dad divorced when I was four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, lived with mom, two sisters, cats, animals, rabbits, whatever, you know. Um, uh, played outside till the sun went down, everything like that. Was super close with my mom, super close with my sisters. Um, I would say around nine years old is when everything changed. That's when my mom met my stepdad. Things went awry. Mm. Um, and everything kind of was downhill from there. So, yeah. And your sisters, are you the middle child or are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. You're the baby? I'm the baby. I always thought you were the middle child. No. Oh boy. Baby syndrome. Mm. For sure. Yeah. So what, what was, what's up with the stepdad? You guys just didn't get along or what? So, uh, my mom was, you know, heartbroken over my dad, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when she met Joe, I don't know how that whole thing went down with them, but they decided, you know, my sisters were old enough. They, my sis, my mom was like, okay, you can go live with your boyfriends, your dad, you know? Wow. So you're like way younger. I, yeah. I'm, um, they, I'm pretty sh- I'm 11 years. Okay. Apart. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I was the baby baby. Yeah. Um, they move out. We get rid of all the pets, which was like traumatic for me. You know what I mean? I lose my sisters. I lose my pets. I lose my house. We go move in with them. Uh, it's just me, my mom, and Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And Where are you guys um, at at this point? Uh, at this point, we're off of Old Highway 80 with Dunbar. Okay. Right next to like LCC Middle School. Mm-hmm. So that was the middle school I was going to. Um, and Joe and I did not get along at all. You know, um, it was a lot of like... Um, I have just a lot of memories of him, like, in my face. He's a big man, you know. I'm a little girl, obviously. I'm very tiny. And um, it was just threatening, you know. A lot of, um, a lot of, you know, it started when, like, my mom wasn't home. There was, like, a large period of time from the time that I came home from school that my mom came home from work that I was just there with him. He didn't have a job, you know. And so it was just us in the house. And he did his best to pick at me any way that he could, right. And, um... I would tell my mom I'm being dramatic, you know, things like that. And yeah. um, over time, it just got progressively worse. And it felt like after a while, that was just like his favorite thing to do, you know. Mm. And um, for a long time, it was like um, he'd pick and pick and pick. And then I would like explode. And then I would just be like a very like explosive child. And like, we don't uh, know what's wrong with her. And then. um. Seemed like the bad seed type shit. Correct. Right. And then um, after a while, it was, you know, it transitioned to he just did it in front of my mom. And if I defended myself, I would I would get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just developed this uh, 
uh, belief, you know, that, well, number one, I wasn't protected by my mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as like a young girl in that house, I just felt like I had no protection and I didn't have my mom the way that I needed my mom in that house, Mm -hmm. Um, which sucked because before he came along, we were extremely close, you know? And so, um, because I was always made out to be like the child that was like explosive and angry and had like these problems or whatever. Um, I was always like on restriction. So I had like, um, a emergency contact only phone, um, that was like a tracker phone and I wasn't allowed to go nowhere. I just had to come home directly after school and all these things. And so, um, I just remember like, you know, I ended up leaving home at 15. So but from between nine and 15, it was just a lot of that in the house and not being able to really go out and like have an escape from that, you know? Um, and when I was able to go out, that's when I started, you know, at 12, I started drinking, you know? And, um, Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Obviously. You found know. my found me a friend. Right. You know, my best friend, you know, um, we've been best friends for twenty years and she was going through the same kind of stuff in her house, completely different, but like the same, like just a dysfunctional family life. And so um Is this your maid of honor? This is my maid of honor today. Hey. Yes. And um you know, the first time that we ever drank, her dad had a bar in his house and we poured every single bottle into one cup, you know, drank it. And, um, and it just started from there because obviously that's where I felt, I found my escape, you know? Yeah. So, um, so it's like firefly lane girls type shit. I've never uh, seen that show, but you should probably watch it. Yeah. Could you explain that? Cause I don't know what that is. That's these two girls that, you know, found each other and, Weren't lesbians. <laughs> Thank you, so wait, is Joe still a part of your mom's life? He is. Okay. Oh, wow. oh yeah. I was going to ask, is he going to be at the wedding? He is. So mm. do you guys have a relationship I, now? So, you know, that's a, that was a big part of my uh, recovery, sure. you know, is um, that was like a whole process in my recovery with step work and things like that. Um, that's why I always rave about the eighth step because the eighth step is where I found my freedom mm-hmm. because not only did I go and make my amends, but the eighth step is when me and my sponsor walked me through forgiving my mom and Joe and coming to an acceptance that I was never going to get an acknowledgement or an apology for that, for what happened in oh, the house. I got goosebumps because I can relate. Oh, so yeah. wow. Yeah. I knew you were going to drop fucking yeah. heat this whole I, episode. I love the eighth step. Yeah. I, I worked steps around my daughter and my mom and stepdad too. Yeah. That, that was like the main focus of like why I felt so fucked up. You right. Know? Right. Uh, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, it's, it's really good. To, that's really good to hear though, because <clears throat> I was just curious. I didn't know if he was not no longer around or he is still around. Uh, He's still around. And, um, you know, it comes in, it's come in waves. You know what I mean? Um, it comes in waves. Like when my mom and my mom and I are, are very close today, but sometimes when she tries to give me relationship advice or like over the years, if she has had something negative to say about a significant other, it triggers me. You mm. know what I mean? And mm. I, I, it just triggers me. And I've come a long way since then, but I feel it come up sometimes too. And that's stuff that I have to work on as it comes up you know, and be transparent with Marie or, or whoever I'm working with at the time, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, but yeah. Just biting your tongue, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Completely. Mm-hmm. I, my mom's done that too. And I'm just like, oh, cause she has a new boyfriend now. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. but I yeah. mean, there was a time where I didn't like him though either. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's just now, now it's kind of like I said the amends and I left it alone and I asked what you need from me and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and I still hear about it and I'm just kind of like in my own lane. Oh. Yeah. 
Completely. Completely. So from 15 on, are you staying at friend's house? So, so before, you know, just to back it up just a little bit, before I move out, you know, it stopped, it turned into something else with him as I got older. Mm. Right. So by the time I moved out, it was just inappropriate. So, um, I leave, you know, I leave and I go to my dad's. And so I'm at my dad's and now, now I am angry. Now I'm angry. Now I'm wanting to drink. I'm wanting to smoke weed. I'm wanting to do all the soul, you know, um, whatever comes your way, whatever was coming my way at that time. And, um, my dad and my stepmom were running a very Christian household. So Mm. then I ran into problems there with my stepmom. Right. And, um, my stepmom is is Filipino, right? And so they they have their whole like culture in the house. My dad is Vietnamese. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm-hmm. And so um they had this whole and you know, she had two children and um it was a lot of like, oh, Rachel is the rotten apple coming in and rottening all the other apples and keep her away from my perfect children and my children are straight A students and like just a bunch of like comparison, right? Mm. And so always put, I remember my dad always being in a situation where like, I'm his baby girl, but like he has this household and this wife that doesn't want her around. But at this point he feels guilty because of everything that just happened with Joe and you know, he doesn't know what to do. And so, um, I didn't last very long there. Um, it got to a point where, you know, Roxanne was like, she's out. It's me or her. And he was like, you got to go. So after that, it was, um, hopping around with boyfriends and friends and and things like that. At 15? Um, I think by the time this was like 16, 17, 18, um, my mom, my dad put me into my own apartment at 19. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I'm in this apartment, um, in El Cajon and, uh, I have a little car, have a little job. My dad's trying to set me up for success and, um, I fall in love with a heroin addict. I know. Bless your heart. He fucking got me. Dolphins. Gotta love them. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I know, I, I, I'm sure we don't want to get into it, but Joe, when you said inappropriate, was he just doing some way out shit, like looking at you or something? Uh, no, it was more than that, okay. you know. Um, All right, moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going to have to meet this motherfucker, and yeah, I'd like I to not have to fuck <laughs> yeah, him up. I was about to say, yeah. let's just move. Yeah. I had to get it out, because I was just thinking about you it were stir- too much. It was yeah, stirring. I was like, it was stirring. Because I can dig, yeah. but yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. So fuck Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't make no a step to him, so <laughs> <laughs> fuck that fool. Yeah. Can't wait for you guys to meet him. I, yeah, I know. Mm. Oh god, that's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got. I'll, I'll straight I got, tell him, don't come up to me, fool. So yeah. Like I got, I got I'll, as polite. I got as two kids. I got two girls and stuff like that. So that type of shit kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. All day. I'm grateful that you can sit here, having gone through all that though, and be the woman that you are. Thank you. This is going to be a good wedding. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be a great episode. This, be a, this it, is, it might be an East County wedding. <laughs> this is the reason that I, this is the reason that I rep Narcotics Anonymous so hard. Right. You know what I mean? You're talking about the woman that I am today and that's only because I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous and I've done what Narcotics Anonymous has teach, teach has taught me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and thank God for that because I don't know where I would be. Mm. <sighs> so let's hear about this fucking dirtbag boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what was his name? Steven. Ah, it checks out. Ah, <laughs> Stevens. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, fall in love with Steven head over heels. Um, very quickly. 
And um, at the time, I did not know that he would, you know, I knew that he had dabbled. I didn't know that he was like getting back into it the way it, that You he look was. back as it sounded familiar. <laughs> Is this your story? He no, got goosebumps. Story. <laughs> he got chicken she skins. She had no idea the dude she was with was fucking doing drugs. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> chicken skins. <laughs> She's over here. She has her earphones in. So we would party, you know, we would party and he told me like, oh, I, I was addicted at one point. I'm not anymore. <sighs> this yeah. and that, you know. I, I'm already crazy at this point. You know, I've, I've already had my fair share of like relationships where we're chasing each other down fucking Laurel Street and Lakeside and you know what I mean? Um, all oh, that. You mean like right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all that shit. And, um, and so um, I go through his phone one day and he's like, okay, so to back up a little bit, Tyler, my best friend, um, the one that I, we became friends when we were eight years old and we tried every single substance together, every single one, everything was together. And, um, and she tried heroin and, um, and she spiraled. So throughout this time, I lost her as a friend, right? And um, that was devastating, obviously, uh, but like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, and so, um, so I go through his phone and he's asking for a sack, you know, and I freak out because I, mm. I lost Tyler. And so it was like, you know, I freak out and um, I throw his stuff out of the apartment and he's like, babe, I didn't, I didn't get a sack. I just asked for one. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> come back in then, you know? And so um, that started a whole thing where I'm already invested. He's using and I know it. I'm turning a blind eye, you know? And um, the more he like starts getting sucked into it, the more we start fighting and fighting. And um, we got into a huge fight one night, like huge fight. And um, he like uh, stomped on the promise ring he had gotten me. And it was just like... You know, um, oh, this was all the dramatics, all the dramatics. In. And um, <coughs> been and, there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and he was walking away, you know, and, and he was done. And um, I couldn't lose him. Oh, God. And so um, <laughs> I told him, you know, I want to do it with you. Oh, what a nice guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. God damn it, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm just sorry. I was over here imagining, yeah, how about this? Stomps on the promise ring. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> so Wait. you're already drinking, doing coke, what, meth? Were you doing meth or is it just like meth, ecstasy, Xanax, oh, okay. all the things? Yeah, right? you're party, partying. Cheers, just mething yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to me at that moment, I didn't think it was going to be what it was. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I already did everything. We partied. We weren't new to the shit, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I had no idea. I had no idea, you know? So um, I think um, a week, it took me a week to realize I had a problem. Like, oh, this is fuck. a problem, you know? And that's, so, that's pretty quick. It was quick because I remember I was laying on the bed and I was... I was sweating, mm. you know, I was sweating and I already felt like shit. And I, and I knew I was like, this is a problem, mm. you know? So only thought on your mind is like, we need to get it. We it's, need to get it. But where's it at? Yeah. But yeah. where's it at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was your, that was your definitely your like higher power, your conscience. It was like, cause I've had moments like that too. When I talked about on the show, like sticking a rig in my arms the first time I was like, fuck, yeah. there's no turning back. But I felt, felt some, you know what I mean? Like some comfort of going like, dude, you, there's, a, there's a way out. You can turn around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's what you're feeling though yeah. too. Cause it was like, Oh fuck. You're only a weekend. You're like, buckle up. Cause I'm going right. to go on a fucked up ride. Well, and I remember, I remember specifically throughout the years, like specific moments where I, like I knew 
and I didn't want to, and I couldn't stop. Mm. And I remember those moments. I remember like where I was, how it felt, you know, and I just couldn't stop, mm. you know? And mm. so it was like double whammy too. Cause I was just as strung out on him as I was on heroin. So even when I wanted to stop, if he wasn't gonna, neither was I, yeah, you're you know, yeah, you're fucked. fucked, double whammy, fucked. fucked. So, so when you first time doing it, you, were you smoking it or I smoked it? Yeah. I smoked it. Loyal to the foil. So sick. Following the dragon. Projectile vomiting, dude. Oh, I was nice. so sick. Really? Yeah. Just sick. So your body was just rejuved. Yeah. You had so many signs of like, stop doing it. But you know what? <laughs> you just said it. You couldn't because of him. Right. So you're just going to keep, you're rolling with the punches. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Old Steven's going to fucking lace you up. You, you can't leave him. Right. Mm. I used to always get sick off opiates and then like I'd puke and be like, all right. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It just became a thing. We're like, we're in the car. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to throw up out the car. Everybody's just going to keep going. It's just a normal day. Yeah, yeah. You know, isn't that weird how so many things are just normal. It's just like normal. people are ODing. And it's like, ah, t Timmy OD. Just, ah, just get him back. Put a nice yeah. Get him back. Yeah, yeah. Get him back to Why life. Why are you panicking? Fuck that lifestyle. That's fucking mind blowing to me. Like that's not okay to do. Right. right. It's not okay to fucking you you know, sure? smoke smoke fucking dope and take pills and throw up and put them back in your mouth. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> you all, sure? There's all these things though. And it's like, <clears throat> we still did it. Right. You still did it. Right. Jesus. So, How long right. does it last with Steven? Let's go. So with Steven, um, we were together, uh, like, uh, between three and four years. Oh, nice. Oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so we went on a journey together. Bro, that's like 20 years. like 20 years of dope fiend <laughs> right. shit. You know what I mean? Like so, three years? Cough the magic train. <laughs> yeah. I get kicked out of the, I lose my job. Well, I think I just stopped going. Um, <laughs> got kicked out of the apartment. We move in with his family. Um, his mom is in AA. So she's trying to live a sober lifestyle and she has two active oh, heroin addicts move in. Um, needless to say, over the next like three, four years, we destroy the family. Mm. We destroy oh. his family. Um, you know, and that, that's, another, that's another huge area of like my steps was um, getting to sit down and make amends to his mom as we are both in recovery and he's still in his addiction. And that was a huge, I think, healing moment for both of us, mm. you know? And so, um, and that was something that happened recently too, you Damn. know? And so, um, but you know, during that time we destroyed the family. Um, you know, I, I just remember he just destroyed his mom. Like I, she cried a lot, you mm. know? And then the marriage, her marriage was falling apart cause she couldn't stop enabling. And the husband was like, kick him out and she couldn't. So that was a whole thing. Um, and you know, like it was just like any other strung out relationship. It's abusive. You know, we're putting hands on each other, you know, mm -hmm. verbal abuse, the whole thing. Um, what a nice guy. A super nice guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, it got to the point in that relationship where like it became like a, um, a power thing, you know? And so I always talk about this too. Like my addiction wasn't like, Oh, I was a gangster. And like, it was this and that, like my addiction was like pathetic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like lower than low, like to the point where like I'd be on my knees begging him to get me well. And he's not, you know? And, um, and, um, you know, I, he would lock me in closets. I'd be peeing in cups. Like, uh, he wouldn't give me any. So I'm on the ground searching for cottons, just like pathetic. Just low, you know, dope being stuff, and um, mm. you know, um, I started going to uh, to rehab, and um, you know, it's funny. East County is such a small town. Um, his brother was best friends with my sister's best friend. 
And so the whole time we were doing all that in the house, my family knew everything that was going on because of the telephone game. Mm. And mm. so I remember the day that my sister was like, we know everything, you mm. know? And, and, um, and so, um, when I felt like I needed help, you know, you know, I went to them and they got me into rehab, but then it was just like going in and out of rehab. Every time I got out of rehab, I went to Steven and then we'd just be off and running again. And, um, eventually I like got out and, um, he w they wouldn't let me back in the house, so then he's, like, sneaking me into the house, which means I needed to, like, stay away all day, and then we'd wait for his parents to fall asleep, and then I'm, like, climbing the fence and going in the house, and then we'd have to hide from his mom, you know, and everything like that, and um, eventually I got out, and, and we were done, mm -hmm. right, and he had found, like, a new little girlfriend, mm -hmm. and um, so at that point, um, I was super strung out, and, um, and I hit the streets by myself. Mm. And so I had never been in my addiction by myself without him before. And it just got really bad. Mm. So. How, how old were you? Sorry. How, <coughs> go ahead. How old was I? Yeah. Um, 22, 23. I'm not sure. Mm. It was, it's a blur. Yeah. Probably 22. How old are you now? I'm 28. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, he, <clears throat> so he found a new girlfriend, and that's what broke you guys off. Yeah, probably saved you, really. Right. Well, sounds like he was well, after, tormenting you. After that, you know, after that, I was so sick that I would be around him and his new girlfriend. Oh no. Yeah, we lived in the tr in the attic of like this trap house with no electricity or water, and we were staying up there, all of us, um, over in El Cajon, and. Um, you know, he would kick me out and I'd wander the streets all night. I was at this point, like meth got involved and I was, I was just in psychosis, mm. you know? And so, um, so it was a lot of like wandering, wandering the streets. Yeah. So what he was, so you were with him. You just said that that's fucking, that's crazy. Yeah. So you were with him while he was with his new girl. Yes. And you were just a part of the whole circle. Yes. Ugh, that's fucking gnarly. Yes. And just because you want to get high. Yes. Needed to, probably. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, um, and he wasn't a part of that whole story. Like, w once we broke up and he got with Shanti and, like, that just launched into a whole other part of my addiction where I was doing whatever it took over here to get mm -hmm. my high, you know. And, um, yeah. and, um, and, yeah, you know, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of healing that I had to do on the streets of East County. Mm. Like, in Santee and in El Cajon specifically, when I got clean, you know, when I got put into East County Drug Corps, I begged them, please send me to Vista. I can't, I cannot stay clean in East County, you know, and, and they were like, well, too bad. And so a huge part of my recovery, you know, and we'll get to this was like going and healing in all of this, on all the streets. Like I had to go and change the memories of all these streets because all the memories were like me walking down all these streets in psychosis, thinking somebody's following me. I used to walk down the streets with like knives in my hand because I was like paranoid and terrified. And so it was like the next couple years after that was like a lot of that, like, um, trying or like sitting it in like against a building trying to find a vein for a long time or asking you know asking men for random men for rides at like three in the morning and then having to deal with the consequences of that shit you know and i'm um, putting myself in kid. putting myself in situation after situation after situation over and over again and so um but you know by the time you know i ended up catching like a couple cases you know i was looking at a six-year prison term and um i got put into drug court and um by that time, I was literally at 
an animalistic level of living. You know, by that time I was stealing food or um, there were a couple of restaurants in Santee that would, um, they're like, if you take these boxes to the dumpster, like I'll give you a burrito, you know? And so I would do that um, or I would steal food. And um, um, I would, I remember asking a random guy, I was walking past his house and I was like, do you have any snacks? And he gave me a bowl of cereal, oh my God. you know? But um, at that point, you know, by the time I was put into drug court, I was 68 pounds. I was 24. What the 24 years fuck? old. Yeah. Mm. Holy shit. Well, how, how much? Well, so everybody knows how much do you weigh or what's your height right now? Because her, yeah, I mean, because she's already what's your stats a, right she's now. Already kid. a small lady, but what, yeah, what's your stats? <laughs> I'm like ninety pounds. Hey, that's right, a you good healthy I mean? ninety. You know what healthy I mean? She said, you know. All right, are you four eleven or five 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 one? I'm like four ten something, but I rounded up to four eleven. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Four eleven to ninety, and so now you're you're now you're probably like. Four ten and a half and sixty eight pounds. I always yeah. give you a hard time about your height. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she hates okay. it. Don't trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just can't stop people from fucking talking about it. You know, it's like okay. you? Well, your your handle <laughs> is Lil Miss Rachel. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I, I just did kind of dox you. Whatever. Hopefully, you get famous from this. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. She's like, it's the only yeah. reason I'm doing it, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's dope. <sighs> that's yeah. dope. That's a that's good story. fucking raw. So you're twenty four emaciated and you get put into your first program yes so um so i get put into drug court you know um get put into the salvation army you know at this point um my family my dad has been the only one that has been really going hard for me so my sister she moved and she wouldn't tell anybody where she wouldn't have anybody tell me where she lived. So all my families were having get togethers and get this, she moved onto Stevens street and they would all park like way over here so that they didn't, I didn't see their cars. And one day I found her house and she was like, you need to leave because that's how like at that point, you know, I ran into my uh, sister at a gas station one time and she asked me to please like step away, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how it was with the family. They didn't understand you know, at this point, like... Were you in recovery at this point? No. No, she was on a sick one. Yeah, I was on a sick one, yeah. yeah. And so, um... Stay away, honey. Yeah. You are way too... You have way too right. much bad shit right. going on I, right now. I didn't even know where they were having family get-togethers yeah. anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And so, but my dad, my dad has taken me to every rehab. He's taken me to his house. He's detoxed me on his couch, you know, on... He went hard for me. He used to drive around Santee at night trying to find me, you know. Brutal. And yeah. Oh, fucking man, you brutal. just fucking crushed me a little yeah. bit. Brutal. Da I'm a daddy's girl forever. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I get put into drug court, get put into the Salvation Army. Um, I leave after two months. Uh, police catch me overdosing in downtown. I get arrested, get put back in jail, get sent to crash graduated crash um really mm -hmm. what year um 2018 what the fuck yeah um oh. but i only got to nine months clean Did that's it. when i met you yeah because I was going to spiritual tendencies. Yeah. And, and all. i remember oh, being at that sure. meeting yeah. Yeah. that's where she i met all in, of you yeah. Yeah. she was in islands Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember right. being right next to Zach, your now fiance. Yes. And I'm like, yo, what is up with this chick? And he was like, fall back. That's mine. I'm like, 
what? I was like, bro, she is fucking off the Richter right yeah. now. You were everybody's friend, and you were ding, 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 ding just in the mix. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I couldn't keep friends back then. But, you know, there, like, I have memories of, like, Elise, Jesse, Amber Lee, those girls sitting on the curb outside of the Life Center with me and trying to get me to fight for my life because at that point I didn't know how, didn't really want to. You know, I'm coming to meetings because I'm on a, a court slip, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, at this point, I don't, have, I don't have life skills. You know what I mean? I'm put into this program straight off the, f- the streets. I've been on the streets for a minute, you know. And um, I just, it took me a really long time to come back down. You know what I mean? A really long time to s- just settle, just settle. And so, um, yeah, I, I, um, I uh, stayed clean for nine months after crash. I relapsed again, went back to jail, and then I went to Turning Point. What you relapse on? Um, GHB. What? Yeah. You're getting all G'd up? Yeah, GHB. Oh. So, um, have you guys ever taken it? So it's a liquid, but you take like half a cap, like th- this, and it's like you drank a fifth of Jack. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's just straight blackout. That's for it's for drunks that like to get blacked out because it doesn't take a lot and it's really cheap. Oh. Yeah, it's a date rape drug. And it's that. Type. I was I was yeah. about to say, ain't it like just like roofies and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. You willingly took it, or were you? Yeah, I I, w- I was taking that in my addiction. You know, along with the meth, along with the heroin, you know. Oh, so, my sick God. You so, are a sadist. But you know what? Can't Every single time I relapsed in drug court, I went and shit. I told on myself. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, drug court's an 18-month program. I was in that shit for almost three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I, I should have been terminated. But I think that, like, for one, God had another plan for me. Mm-hmm. And two, I think the counselors can could see that, like, I fucking couldn't get it together but I really wanted to. Yeah, it's willingness. You know what I mean? And so, um, a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I got kicked out of turning point, you know, because of my own behaviors. <laughs> we won't go into that. Oh boy. Um, but, um, but you know what? Like, I will say this about turning point is like, um, when I walked into turning point, they were like, hi, welcome. And I was like, don't ever fucking talk to me like that again. <laughs> ever. And um, by the time I left Turning Point, that love that I got from that women, from those women, um, broke me, like in a in a really really beautiful way. Like I I had no idea how much I needed that, you know. And um, and so I got kicked out. But you know, did you still have relationships with those women? I I to this day we're still in a group chat. Nice. Yeah. To this day, and um, we get together like twice a year. Nice. Yeah. Um, I see some of them more often than others, just because of the rooms, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, where is Turning Point? Turning Point is honestly really close to Crash. It's in Golden Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, so yeah, you know they did, you know it was it was this uh, trauma group, and um, everybody was talking about their trauma, and I know you're not supposed to compare, but people were like. I have trauma because I was left at a concert, you know, and I was getting angry. I was getting really, I was sitting there and I was just getting angry. And, um, and you know, like they couldn't relate. No, she couldn't relate. I couldn't relate to their amount of trauma. And they couldn't relate to what the fuck it is right. you're going through. And yeah. so in turning point, you have to walk this track every single morning. And it's a track that is open to the public. So people would be running cause they'd be jogging and they'd be coming, they'd be running up behind me. And it, and I was like, it was triggering me every single morning because of my own trauma. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
stuff that I hadn't like healed from yet. It was, yeah, it was yeah. very new being clean and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, and I wouldn't talk about it. So I was just angry. And, um, in that group, you know, everybody got really quiet. They're like, do you have something you want to talk about? And I was like, nope. And they got quiet and they all just waited. And I just, for the first time broke down, like sobbing, just hyperventilating. And I told those women everything that happened to me, everything you know, and, um, and that was pretty much the turning point, you know, at turning point, that, hey. was, that was my turning point. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, when I got out of turning point, you know, I, I finally, finally, finally did the, the did the deal, you right. know, um, the very last time I, I relapsed, um, tried to drink a beer at the lakeside rodeo and, uh, that didn't end well, dude. Um, <laughs> ended that, up in the back of meth or what? Yeah, <laughs> I ended up back on meth and heroin, you know? Um, and so, and I'm glad for that because I was planning on, you know, getting out of drug court and drinking. Mm. I was like, my problem is meth and heroin. I don't have a problem with alcohol, you know? And, um, that night I found out I had a problem with alcohol, mm. you know, and it leads to other substances yeah. and, um, but it was really quick though. So I picked up a beer and by the, you know, by the next day I was fired from my job, kicked out of my sober living. I'm back on meth and heroin drug courts, blowing me up. Like Zach's blowing, everybody's blowing me up, you know, oh. and I'm in a trap house. You know, <laughs> I, went to, I went to the rodeo last night. I'm in the trap house today. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, Charlie I, always has a saying, he says, hit the gate by eight and the spoon by noon. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, um, after all that, I, I, uh, that was a quick relapse though. Right. You were, yeah, yeah that one lasted four days. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, you came right back. Yeah. And you know, and I talk about that moment, that, that specific moment too, you know, of all the things that I had, e that I had been through my entire addiction, the last relapse was four days long. And I woke up from a nod and I took a look around me and it was <laughs> disgusting. And in that moment, you know, Carrie Irwin, she always told me, it takes what it takes, Rachel. It takes what it takes. It takes what it takes. And um, in that moment, it took what it took. Wow. You know? Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Uh. And I never knew what that meant. But in that moment, I woke up and I was like, I fucking hate myself. Mm. And no matter how fast or how far I ran my whole life, I could never escape myself. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where I was sick of myself. I was so sick of myself, you know? And so it's like, there's two options. It's like, when you're so sick of yourself, you can't stand yourself anymore. It's like, you take your own life or you do what it fucking takes to never feel that fucking way again. Mm. You know what I mean? But what's it going to be, you know? And then you took your pre-workout and got busy. Exactly. Yeah. Turned myself in. So. Oof. But yeah. 30 days later? Um, got kicked out of turning point, but we're going to, you know, bypass that. Yeah. I got, um, I got out and uh, got a sponsor and I started working my steps, you know, and, um. What's your clean date? July 27th, 2019. Fucking A, dog. Yeah. So this July I'll have four years, you know, and it's been the most beautiful journey ever. There's no words. You know, when you, when you try to put into words when you're talking to a newcomer and you're like, if you just hold on, if you just hold on, if you just stay clean, if you just, just stick to your seat, you know, just hold on for dear life. Like I promise you, there are no words to explain how amazing your life is going to be beyond your wildest dreams 
way beyond. And that sounds so cheesy in the beginning. It sounds so cheesy and it sounds so unachievable, you know? And um, my life has only gotten better and better and better and better. And there are still days with almost four years clean that I cannot believe that my life is what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten to live two lives in one. I think I saw, I think I remember you when you came back after that relapse because we used to go to the Serenity shop. Mm-hmm. At night, where they had like the candlelight, the candlelight meeting, yeah, the candlelight, you and all the boys were over there and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that was before Stefan. Yeah, uh, that motherfucker right there, boy. <laughs> July of nineteen, I was yeah. getting after it. That was mm, fuck. Yeah. That was the beginning of the end. That's when I got fired. I think I got fired right after Fourth of July. Yeah, I had gotten fired right after Fourth of July. And uh, I had worked at that store for so long, and I just fucking went ripping, burning through the rest of my money, and then just started working on the credit cards. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I God think that that was, a, that was around the time that you had put me on 90 and 90. Yeah, might, might have been. Yeah. I was going <clears throat> to ask you, so when you, you did a quick little four-day turnaround, mm-hmm. did you, what what happened, though, in between that time? So, like, were you and Zach dating at that time? No. Okay. I no. thought that you were, but we no, we weren't dating then. Um I was a mess, you know what I mean? So the feelings were always there, but I couldn't get my shit together, you know. But he was there throughout all of that. Mm. Like he's picked me up from the trap house and he used to hold me and I, as I cried cuz I I can't stay clean and at yeah. this point I'm so like unstable. I can't even trust my own thoughts, you know. So 3 years on drug court, which is fucking insane. Yes. How, how did that happen? So back in the day when you got a sanction, which is like um, you are late for curfew or you test positive or, or whatever it may be, then you had to wait 30, you had to wait till you were off of that sanction. So whatever sanction they give you, which is a couple weeks long, and then you have to wait 30 days from the minute that you're off of sanction to be able to phase up. And they also defased. So because I couldn't stay clean and you know, I went to the casino and like got caught and just like yeah. things like that. Um, it just prolonged because drug court eyes are everywhere. Yeah, nigga. right, right. <laughs> everywhere. Right. So you were on <clears throat> you were on paper too, though. Yes. Right, because I mean, if otherwise you wouldn't you'd be at drug court, right? If you right. Were on paper. So yeah, you're on probation. You had to complete that in, in order to get off probation, or yeah. So um, when people damn when people graduate from drug court, that. you know they have the graduation day where you walk the stage, and then I think you have to wait like two more weeks or whatever for um to like stand from the judge and get resoluted. So you're mm. off of paper. Got it. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's when that's when they time. like dismiss all your charges <clears throat> and shit like that. Right? They don't always dismiss your charges. Oh uh, really? Yeah. So, so what you walking around out here with a felony in there? Uh, I, my, my charges <laughs> went to misdemeanors. So oh, nice. That was the best they could do for right. me. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a win. That's yeah. a win. You know? Better than six years in. There's fresh start. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh start. That's where they clean off your record mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah, right. it just takes a long time. Right. So, so from July 27th, what was your graduation? When was it? Yeah. So I actually graduated during COVID. So my graduation was over telehealth was over Zoom, basically, and um, I didn't get- Boring, yeah. fuck COVID. And I didn't get my in-person graduation until um, last year. Mm. Well, guess what? We have a treat for you. 
We're gonna be we're gonna give you a graduation tonight. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> another another kind of in person, kind of not in person. Yeah. So no, the real gift is everybody's cheering in their car. No, right we're now. gonna Fuck get, yeah. we're gonna get to the, what the real gift of you graduating drug court is. But proceed. So uh, what is life like? You in a sober living? Yes, uh, I was. This is in, where you reconnect, and this is where you and I. Finally meet yes. officially. Well, he just wants to talk about when you guys met. I, I remember first <laughs> time fuck? I ever saw Brendan, <laughs> he was, you were taking two years from Jesse Quinn. Really? Jesse Q. Yeah. Two years. You went out after that. Yeah. Like a month later. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but I remember that, you know? Um, so, so yeah, uh, living, I'm living in Fairmont. Um, I move into Fairmont and I'm staying clean. I'm working a program and, um, Zach and I start getting very close <laughs> and um, he's managing Fairmont and Mike goes, Hey man, you're, you know, this is a conflict of interest. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she's living in here. You're, you know, you're, you're the manager. manager. And so, um, so I was like, well, I'll move out, you know? So, um, I move out and Mike, Mike goes to, uh, Zach and he's like, Rachel's moving out. And Zach was like, I know you told me. You told me that if she lives in Fairmont, I can't be with her. So <laughs> solution based, you know. So um, I move out, and um, uh, Thanksgiving of 2019, he told me that he was in love with me, and then December 17th, 2019, he asked me to be his girl. Oh. So um, yeah, and then you know, the wedding's in June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. This is yeah. repaint, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Le- yeah, let me also say that it hasn't been this straight shot to getting married. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh Absolutely my God. not. Because he yeah. moved in. For those that don't know, Rachel is engaged to marry one of my best friends, Zach, aka Rude Paint. He also lives across the hall. They they live across the hall from me with their two boys, mm. Stanley and Luna. Stanley and Luna. <laughs> and. uh we open our doors from time to time and have uh, community conversations. We do. It's nice. Yeah. But uh, he moved in in, I think, June of 2020. I think that was it, right? And then you moved in. And then I moved out. And then you moved out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. It wasn't that. always rainbows and butterflies. Fuck no. No. Earned it. Yeah, yeah. But that's another thing. That's another fucking blessing because, like, I can't be with him. I can't be without him. He couldn't be with me. He couldn't be without me. And instead of, like, the older, or instead of our predecessors saying, like, don't be together, they taught us how to be together. Mm. I didn't know how to be in a relationship. I didn't know how to be a woman. Right. I didn't know how to be any of those things. You know, it was his first relationship in recovery, you know, first serious one. And um, and we had some kinks to work out for sure. Yeah. You know, and so it was really rocky in the beginning. It was really rocky. I Um, mean, they all are. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, in a relationship is rocky. But I, I don't know. I've said it, and I'll say it again. Being in a relationship and recovery is really fucking hard. It, it's accelerated recovery. Yeah, we're so, we're so selfish, and it's almost like. I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. It's like being selfish, wanting to do still what I want to do. Right. I have this new life now. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. have somebody else come and tell me anything. It's right. fucking hard. Right. And by the time we got together, he, you know, he has more time than me. So I was still new, which means I want to go to all the meetings, do all the things, blah, blah, blah. And he's ready to like, no, settle down and like have a relationship and invest in each other. And we just weren't, I wasn't there yet. I was still like super, you know, 
high energy, you know? And so, um, it took a while to like realize, well, you know, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work, you know, a lot of working with the women, um, you know, and a lot of the women had to tell me new in recovery, like Rachel, you can't wear that. Or like, you can't post that Rachel, we don't do that, you know? And Mm. so I'm grateful for all of those women, the older women that, you know, they taught me how to be a woman in recovery, Mm. you know? And so like today, our relationship is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So, you know, how many times have you done your steps? Um, so I, I'm waiting to drop my 12 step on my second round of steps. Let's go. Good. Yeah. I'm jealous. That's awesome. Yeah. We, <laughs> same sponsor. Uh, different hey, sponsor. Oh. <coughs> Brendan, where you at, dog? Hey, Brendan, 15 minutes a day, dude. <sighs> Brendan's never going to do steps. No, I'm going <laughs> to. My knuckles are getting tight. <laughs> you just put the phone down. Shut the fuck up. I'm How about saying. that? I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, fucking, how dare you? <laughs> what does that mean? Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Oh. Or you on I'm phone? not on the phone. Hey, 15 minutes a day. That's <laughs> yeah, it. He's on his phone all the time. I'm not on my phone all the time. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> all y'all can suck it. It's all good. He, he hey, he. he <laughs> There'd be times I'd be talking to him, and the next thing you know, he's like this. Hey, dog. Hey, hey, nobody asked hey, for the peanut gallery. He, he hired. He fucking asked Mike to sponsor him because Mike was coming into the shop thinking he was going to get a, get one up, and Mike's ain't playing. <laughs> Mike said, "No, <laughs> nice try." Hey, where's that green button? <laughs> you got him. <laughs> but uh, I think it's funny because everybody that knows the show, they'll be like. Hey, when's Ra- when's Rafa? When's when's Graf gonna do steps? You know what I mean? You guys talk about recovery all the time. <laughs> like, what's he? <laughs> <sighs> so let's hear about it. Let's uh, <laughs> in my garage is a step working guide that's never been opened. Really? You haven't oh. even looked at it yet? Not even a little bit. Really? Because I know on the first page it says step one, and then what follows are sixty nine questions. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking questions, dog. Hey, and it's my beautiful. favorite number. They're they couldn't have gone one more. Like how in a of them to do sixty nine on your first one, brother. Wow. Dude, just do it. Just okay, do it. Nike. Thank you for the ad. Did you? Did, <laughs> fucking pricks did you, all of you. Did you work the step working guy too? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I never have. So I. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't know what it's like, but. Yeah, first I think one. It's fucking. First one was drugs, alcohol, and unmanageability. Second one, um, I asked Marie to be my sponsor, and uh, we worked it on relationships and trauma and love. Mm. So, uh, first one was just like learning how to live off drugs. Second one, I like dove into, you know, how to participate in relationships and how to respond. You know, just yeah, just a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I started working with Marie, like I got so much like, and it, it was different too. When I started working with Chris, like I'm so grateful. She took me everywhere and she introduced me to everybody. And I really, really needed that, you know, like everywhere she went, she took me and, and she just, she showed me narcotics anonymous, you know? And then, and, um, with Marie, like Marie went really deep. So it's like, now I knew everything, but I needed to like heal. I need to heal from my mom and Joe. You know, I needed to heal from Steven. I need to heal from all of that shit. And I needed to learn how to be with Zach. And I needed to learn how to be in my, in my family. And I needed to learn how to, you know, participate in relationships with women in Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. You know, and so <clears throat> that's. And you never know, Steven might come around. 
That's the fucked up part. You know what I mean? We oh, yeah. 100%. Well, he's in Oklahoma right now, but I, I've, I've <laughs> thought about that. Fuck. You know, I've yeah. thought about the day where he might walk into a meeting, right. you know, um, and it, that's a possibility and like what a blessing, you know what I mean? And, and then at that point, it's just like diving into more work. But, you know, during the first round of steps, like I reached out to his mom and I made my amends to her. And in the, when I was making the amends, you know, and like, I, I'm, I'm grateful that she also works a program. Cause I was saying like, I'm so sorry for everything we did to you. And she stopped me and she said, Stephen has his own amends to make to me. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry for everything I did to you, you know? And, um, and <clears throat> it was, yeah. it was a beautiful conversation. And, and this year, like over the last couple months, she came to San Diego and she reached out and we went and had coffee together, you know, and it was beautiful, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and she told me, she's like, I always knew you could do it. And like, I'm grateful that like, I can sit across from you and see how beautiful and happy you are and just like watch you live this beautiful life. And like, I'm just going to bask in that because I can't with my son right now. He's, he's slowly dying, you mm. know, and, but you know, she saw us at our worst, you know, so that was a beautiful moment. I like how she corrected you too. Cause you were still speaking for him, you right? Know? like still in that relationship. She's like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> this yeah. is, this is on you. Yeah. Let me and just let me say something real quick. Um, Graph, you're gonna do your steps. I'm not gonna say you're never gonna do your steps. That's that's really fucked up to say. <sighs> just do your steps. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to say. I it's, want you know. In 2045. <laughs> yeah. No, I want I want to encourage him and not yeah. just be like. Ah. You just you deserve it, friend. You know what I mean? I know. Seriously, the thing about it is, is like we talk about it so much. You don't know what you're like. She even said it in the beginning of the podcast like you don't even know how how your life is going to change right you know what i mean it's almost like that whole newcomer thing it's like hold on yeah but that goes for you the same no thing just idea. because you have clean time that doesn't mean that you're fucking sane and, and living a good life right you know we got so, we yeah. got homies that got time uh, but got zero fucking recovery yeah so that's what i'm that's two what separate I, things but that's what i'm saying for you 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 have no idea like yeah i don't and I, we all know it you know, we all know what's going to happen because every everybody in this room, in, including yourself, because you've hung around us enough, your life changes, and mm -hmm. then you just you become a whole different human being. Right, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people too where they're like, "I've done the first three, I don't feel anything," and I remind them, "Yo, I my life didn't change until the eighth step. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. It's the whole don't leave." you know, five minutes before the miracle kind of thing. You know, I had all these like spiritual awakenings and I was changing and this and that. And the eighth step just punched me in the face. You know, like that's where I found my freedom. Like not only did I, you know, the day that I went to my mom's house and I had a letter and I read it to her and Joe and it was like, it was an apology letter. I was apologizing to them for being an out of control child and this and that. <coughs> but when I went there that day, my sponsor and I had the understanding that I was going there that day to forgive them. And I no longer wanted that man because, you know, a huge part of my addiction was victim, 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 victim. The world did me dirty. Joe did me dirty. My mom did me dirty. Roxanne did me dirty. Steven did me dirty. Like, fuck everything, you know? And so like, I, so, you know, and that's why I burned so many bridges. I burned bridges everywhere I went because I didn't give a shit, you know? And so, um. I didn't want to live like that anymore. I, ne I didn't want to be a victim anymore. And that was a, a huge thing that Marie taught me was like, you're never going to heal until you stop being a victim and you take back your power and you walk with your head up, you know? And so when I walked out of that house after, you know, apologizing to them and forgiving them, like I was free, you know? And, and that was the day that I went and I knocked on, I was knocking on doors in Santee because 
you know, I used to stay in the open laundry rooms of carefree apartments. I would just stay in those apartments, uh, the laundry rooms, and because um, I had nowhere to go. And it got to the point where that whole apartment complex, like if they see me walking in, they'd all call the cops on me and they'd take pictures of me and they would put me on this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Dirty Chris. They had like a whole Facebook page for him. And they would post pictures of me on there and like the what's happening in Santee page. And they'd be like, watch out for this girl. She shoots up in the laundry rooms and I'm just trying to find shelter. I'm like cold, you know, homeless and shit. And so like I went back to that neighborhood that day and I started knocking on doors and apologizing for being a menace to the neighborhood and making them feel unsafe, mm. you know. And um, that was like huge for me that that whole that whole era of the eight step. And not only that, but going and, and actively healing on this on all the streets that made me sick to my stomach. Like I had friends that like went with me to go change the memories of streets, you know, and um, so that I could heal in this city, you know, and that was like beautiful for me. Yeah, mm. no, that that's actually when you said that the first time, because, I, you know, where I did all my dirt in Ramona, there's like a few times where Ramona. You know, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said, I got see, you. Good, see, good one. See, good you're one. the first one to say it. <laughs> good, one. good one. But. <laughs> 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 uh, don't guy. worry, you'll have your chance. No, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll, you'll speak about it. We know. <laughs> but there's, there's certain streets, though, that I have not gone on. But mm-hmm. when we first start riding together up to go to the mountains. I would get like super uncomfortable, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I lived there my whole life. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and a lot of my life was okay. You know, and it wasn't until the end where I really was dysfunctional for myself, but I was just thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder how I would be able to do that too. But then again, I'm like, I really don't, I don't, I don't live there anymore. Right. You know what I mean? See, not, see, it was like, I'm being forced, you know, yeah. to like find recovery in East County and East County. Oh yeah. In sick. Drug court, you know, right? I was yeah, in drug yeah. court. You know, so, but like maybe, you know, maybe that's a part of your story that just hasn't been written yet. You you, sure. you don't know where that's going to lead you. You know, you, it might just lead you to one day you, you go and do that, right. you know, and maybe that's just something that you haven't done yet. And you're not going to know how much you needed it until you did it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's, what's beautiful about recovery is we just keep running into these things that we keep healing that we didn't know needed to be healed, mm-hmm. you know, and it just keeps going on. Um, you know, when I was in drug court, I got myself a job at La Jolla Recovery, and um, and I worked there for two years, and um, and in March of last year, drug court called and offered me a job, mm. and today I work for East County Drug Court, and like, what a fucking full circle, mm-hmm. fucking you know, crazy. like yeah. insane. That's wild. Like, they, and that's why you know I go back to what I said in the beginning. I still I think of my life today, and I'm like, what is happening? And it's only you know and. At two years clean, I was like, no, I, at one year, I was like, I made it. And at two years, I was like, no, I made it. And then mm-hmm. at three years, I was like, no, I really made it. And people <laughs> were like, bro, you only have three years clean. Like, it literally only gets better. Right. right. You know? So. Yeah, that's crazy because, like, I don't go to South Bay for shit. Is I, that where you're from? No, no, I'm from East County, but, like, well, I'm from, yeah, yeah. almost. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. But, um. Come on. Nah, I'm let from New York. Nah, hey, Where nah. you from? Nah, but all of a sudden, but from being and how long like have you doing, lived, doing, how long doing have you all my here? doing all my dirt, doing all my dirt and shit like that. I used to do all my dirt in like uh, National City, in Brooklyn, Ocean, like National City, fucking Chula Vista. Fuck you guys, uh, old tie. But like, I just had to stay. I just had to stay and fucking. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't go down there yeah. at all. You know, and yeah. like even Honestly, to this I day. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't know about that. 
What? I didn't know that you got in trouble down there. Yeah, all my I thought dirt. it was in El Cajon. No. <clears throat> like, they, they would catch me when I got here. Oh, yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got here, I would get caught, uh, like, get caught with a DUI or whatever yeah. on the way back here. You know, like, because you always get a DUI, like, when you're, like, right next to your right pad. Right next to the pad. You know? So, so like, my yeah. first DUI, my first DUI was probably, like, three blocks away from my house. My second one was, like, around the corner. Mm. And then, um, but all my shit was in National City. Um, fucking Chula Vista, old time. I don't fuck around out there. <laughs> I don't even go to meetings out in that motherfucker, bro. I always want to go to meetings out there just to diversify what I got going on. Nah, you ain't missing out no much. I went to one one time, and I felt like robbing somebody. Really? <laughs> oh my God. I don't give a fuck. I say it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's like that. Like, because for me, it's, it's like I go out there, and it just, I relive it. And then next thing you know, I see a motherfucker that knows me. And it's just like, nah, I don't, I don't need to be out there. Not at all. Or even, like, sometimes there's there's times when, like, I'll go to, like, uh, there was, like, not too long ago, me and me and Samara, we were walking to to the, we were coming, it was the last NA convention, and we were going to the car. And when we're going to the car, these fools fucking come this way. And they're, they're walking across the street, and I'm looking at them, I see the hat baby blue, I'm like, all right. Right. And then they're staring, but they're staring. I mean, they're like looking good, dude. They're like, oh, fuck. All right. And then Samara even like held me. She was like, you're good. And I was like, hmm, we're about to find out. <laughs> and so like, instead of me being like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to let it pass type shit and just keep walking forward. I just addressed it. You know what I'm saying? And I just walked up to him and I was just like, hey, what's going on? And they were like, hey, fool, what's going on? They're in recovery now. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how like. You know, and then, like, I see them and shit like that, and, like, it's not any tension. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like you're being scared of something that, you know, maybe I should go back out there, you know, but. You Look know. at you, Rachel. Yeah. Look what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's real shit, because, like, I was like, damn, changing everything you did in neighborhoods? Like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> one. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely, it's def- like, a lot, of those, a lot of those guys, they, like, they weren't even on the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And I did foul shit to some of those. The the three guys that walked across the street, I did some pretty fucked up shit to them. Yeah. And when they walked across the street, like, even Samara, like, held me like, dude, this does not look good. And right. I was like, yeah, I know. I feel uh, it in my stomach. But I ain't turning around. <laughs> but I ain't turning around. I'm just going to fucking walk through it yeah. and just see what they want. And I walked up and I saw what they want. And they were like, yeah, we're in NA too, bro. Look, check this out, bro. Look, Ed, it's white, fool. It's white. <laughs> I was like, ah. That's freedom right there. Surrender, baby. <laughs> I was like, that's what's up, baby boy. Do yeah. your thing. And then yeah. that was it, you know? Yeah, I go through the same thing with drug. I mean, East County is a small place. Absolutely. And there, have, there are clients, you know, that I've had to make amends to as right. a staff member. Wow. You know, I have to make amends to. But you know what? And I, and I tell them, I hope that this is, you know, setting an example for you of how an amends takes place. Mm-hmm. And like, you saw me back then. I'm not the same. I'm not the same woman, mm-hmm. you know? And like, however I can make it better, like, please tell me. But yeah. I don't want to get in the way of your process. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. So that's so yeah. fucking gnarly. You were in drug court, and then two years later, you're you're a staff member. Yeah, your life is fucking dope, tip top. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sick. Mm. Yeah. God damn. Well, not all at once. <laughs> I was waiting for you I, to say something, dude. I'm. His I can't ear, hear out of my left his, ear, and I fucking drew a blank. His ears. I was. <laughs> I was just talking. I was just laughing to myself because Rafa. <laughs> If I could says Ramona, and we're just waiting for him to say New York. <laughs> ain't happening, boy. <laughs> Not this episode. I know, but I mean, so with that being said, 
I, I do feel... I'll sleep till... Wow, look at that. Brooklyn. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Come on, sing it. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> I had to interject that real quick. But I, I, I saw that you fucking with your phone. I was wondering what you yeah. were doing. <laughs> um, but I have a friend that lives up there, so I've been going up there often. And I think just going back up there, like I've had some better memories. Yeah. You know, of it. But, and it's all the shit that I did. Right. You know, but I was always fearful of what well, now. Uh, and also be even before I always liked going to a new spot to where like nobody knew who I was, you know, because Ramona is so small to where it's like, man, you see fucking everybody. You think East County's small. Well, that's really small. Yeah. You know, you go to the fucking shop, the supermarket and you're like, hey, Bob, hey, you know, you see everybody. Yeah. So I, I asked Dustin recently, I was like, would you ever move back to Ramona? He was like, fuck no. I wouldn't want to raise my kid there. I, mm. I just wouldn't because I know, you know? Yeah. He's either, he, it's a flip of the coin. He's either going to get out unscathed or he's going to. Yeah, fucking. it really is. I mean, especially now, I think the way kids are raised now, is like just fucking way off. Mm. And then the, you know, with fentanyl, did you ever do fentanyl by the way too? I was going to ask that. Uh, Fentanyl really came about after I got clean. Mm -hmm. I have done it before, but it was mostly like back in the day when I was using, it was like we did fentanyl if we couldn't find any black. You know what I mean? But like nowadays I hear that it's just hard to find heroin. No, you, yeah, you can't find black you can't, anymore. Right. So, um, yes, I have, but no, not like, not like today. That's really fucked up if you're thinking about it because, I mean, that's the only thing that's available now and people are just fucking dying. Yeah. The funny, the not funny, the story that I heard at the convention just blew my mind. This old dope fiend only had like four days. He was telling, I don't know if I heard the story, if he was there, don't remember, but he was, I'm just going to act like he was and I was there. But it was <clears throat> like he would be sick as fuck, but he would allow somebody to do the shot first to see if they die. Yeah. Like that's fucking yeah. nuts. And this dude was shot the fuck out. Ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Four like, days clean. Let me just see. Oh, he's good. My turn. Yeah, yeah. right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because normally dope fiends are like, fuck you. I'll try it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, give it to me first. The craziest part that I, like, I have a very limited experience with intravenous drug use, but it was always like, oh, dude, that, like, that dude's got good dope. It fucking killed three people. Let's go cop from him. Yeah. Right? I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What? That's yeah. fucking well, insane. That's still the same. Yeah. yeah, I remember when crocodile was a thing. Do you remember that? That was fucking disgusting. Yeah, and I shot that up. What? One hundred percent. It oh was my green. God. And I and I shot it up. Dude, the crocodile. Like, I'm not wasting this. I see. I saw somebody in fucking jail that fucking was shooting up. Dude, it was his whole entire arm was a fucking pus pocket. Yeah. It literally just like scabs, and I mean, it stunk. Like he had to go to medical. I mean, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. What happened it to you? Eats your fucking skin. Nothing. Was it good? But I remember it was green. It was green. I'm talking about like Mountain Dew bottle green. Oh wow! Yeah. But at that at that point, I was shooting up sewage water down in the tunnels of El Cajon. I didn't, <laughs> give, a, I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, how good was the high? I don't remember. Uh, but mediocre, I re obviously. <laughs> it's almost like radiator fluid. That's what <laughs> that, oh, dude. I was literally thinking yeah. you shot up antifreeze. Yeah. Right. Right. Damn it. Really? <laughs> yeah, that shit was gnarly. Cool. That shit's gnarly. Yeah. I mean, all that shit, spice, fucking uh spa salts, fucking mm -hmm. 
that was the thing when I was in the Marine Corps. Dudes were getting down on the bath salts. And then yeah. I've done bath salts. It's the same yeah. thing like Kratom. You know what I mean now? Yeah. Kratom's fucking everywhere. And honestly, I didn't really... I always heard about Kratom. I mean, I heard about it in Utah because people would do that all the time. You know what I mean? Because mm. you could buy it places and it would you know, give the same, I guess, high or whatever. But now, f- especially here in Lakeside, it's fucking everywhere. Like yeah. every liquor store has... Kratom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. I've taken it before. It's and like on the counter. Yeah. 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 I guess they've made right it really, really, really strong. Because when I took it, like we ate like fucking 15 of those fucking things. And I was like, what is okay. a drink now? You, well, no, there's pills. There's pills. But there's, there's, there's a drink. There's a powder. Drink. Yeah. And I, I ate these 15 caps and it was like, I took a half a biscuit, like a half a Norco. And I was like, all right, I don't, I feel all right. Right, you're not, yeah, right. I'm like, not. I don't know. How much was this bag of pills that you bought, this yeah. bottle of pills? 60 bucks? Ooh, we oh, should, probably should do this again, homie. I mean, now just one little vial will get you off your fucking dick, though. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. It'll get you loaded. You know, um, we went downtown not too long ago, and we were passing out hygiene and clothes to the homeless and things like that, and... um. One of my really close friends died from a fentanyl overdose. And the next day we had this homeless event where we went downtown and I was walking through the streets of downtown and there were so many like young kids just using fentanyl it was in out in the open, out in the open, you know, and it was like, it was devastating. And I was like, obviously like way more sensitive that day. Cause my friend had just died the night before. And, um, and I was walking through and I was just, it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, just sitting outside the tents, just mm-hmm. using and, um, and just, and we tried that day, you know, Carrie had said like, if you can get them to come with us, get them to come with us. And there were so many girls that we were talking to, like, you can come with us right now. We will take you, we will help you, you know? And, um, and they did, and they were like, okay, let me get my dude. They'd go back yeah, and always. they'd come back and be like, um, we're staying, you know? Yeah. And it was heartbreaking and it's just, People are getting younger and younger, you know, mm-hmm. people are young kids overdosing on fentanyl, smoking weed, you know, crazy, crazy. It's insane. And the blow too. That's like the big one. Right. You're expected to go up and you're going down. And yeah. that's when, that's when they were like, enough's enough. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers done fuck shit up now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's Leave my cocaine alone. It's everywhere. <laughs> It's, it's really fucked up. It's it's everywhere. I saw yeah. a billboard uh, up in, I was in Berkeley this weekend, and it said one in five uh, deaths for people aged 18 to 24 is fentanyl related. Yeah. That, that dude, that's fucking four in 20 people. Yeah. That's a shithole place, too. I mean, there's some nice parts, obviously. Like, her aunt lives there, or her uncle lives there. But, I mean, that whole area is really bad. And now, ever since the pandemic and all that, fucking Oakland is like... Bro, horrible. So I, y'all know I travel every weekend. So San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, the whole West Coast fucking rocked by homelessness and drug use. And it's, you know, without getting, going down the rabbit hole, mostly liberal cities. And it's like, and it's always the mother, you know, it's crazy that people are like talking about harm reduction and like what we need to do for addicts aren't fucking addicts. And I've had this conversation with so many people. It's like, I am an addict. I will manipulate and take advantage of you and do whatever I need to to get you to do what I want you to do or to get you to leave me the fuck alone so I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what we're doing. 
I, I will say this right here now. I don't have the solution, but I know, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know how I feel about needle exchanges, but uh, I definitely think it starts with getting rid of the goddamn drugs. Well, yeah, but that whole needle exchange shit, like, I watched a video on that, on the old TikTok, but it was like a guy that fucking went to this place, and they were not only given syringes, they were getting tie-offs, they were getting um, Narcan, like, a box of goodies to get fucking high. You know what I mean? And specifically fucking fentanyl. Yeah. Or meth, whatever you can put into a rig, but let's be honest, we know what it is. Yeah. That's the part that's fucking insane to me. Yeah. And nobody's really doing anything about it. Like, you're hearing more about fentanyl, like, more now, like, on the news and all that, but there's still no action, really. Mm. So, it's like somebody needs to take action. Right. Like, you have to, and that, I hate to say it, but it is. It's securing borders. Like, it 100% is, because that's where it's flooding through from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if we're not securing that, we're going to let anybody and everybody come over. When all that kind of shit that was going down, like, and I get it, like, there's people that want to come, like, the Somalians and all that kind of stuff. When the when the border was that jammed up, like, how many people that were up to no good coming through, too? Right. Because there were so many people coming through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Trump was gone, Biden's in, and then next thing you know, the fucking borders are insane. Mm. Like, you remember watching the news? Yeah. And, like, fucking Tijuana was, like, a fucking another city and like like uh texas was like i mean it was it was not insane so okay well that's that's that but you know the fentanyl's coming in somehow yeah and the other part of it is like catering to homeless people or unhoused people however you want to refer to it like you can't give people tents and food and you're like okay now get your shit together like yeah why would i fucking do that but the thing is like too is like fentanyl is also coming in through the port i know that right Mm mm-hmm well, I mean, I'm, I mean it's, I'm sure. it's mainly it's mainly I'm sure it's coming fentanyl. Fentanyl is coming in mainly through the ports. Like I know that it's manufactured in China and shipped fucking everywhere. It's 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 literally coming in through the ports. I, I don't could, doubt I, it. Like like so so it's like so. What's the problem? You, know, you want to know? No, like China. The whole fucking nuke time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! LFG 1904 with the devastation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's just coming in. It's just flooding in waves. You know. Um I I'll never forget like when I got the call about fucking um Steven, you know, and and that whole thing, like that shit that shit fucked me up. That fucked me up too, because I was getting loaded with him when I re- when I relapsed. So you're the problem. I wasn't the problem. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, we were the problem together. Yeah, the problem yeah, the problem nah, is he was getting high. Yeah, like he like it's it's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Because Buddy didn't want to get high no more. Like he he was trying to like wing off of it but the way he was doing shit was all fucked off yeah. you know what i'm saying and i i try to put dude in like the right situation and everything like that and be like look dude you can stay with me but the motherfucker just headstrong about trying to get his family back you know and he had like a whiteboard in his house like he had a whiteboard and i'll never forget it he had a whiteboard and on the whiteboard it literally fucking said get off get off of it get maintenance hit up rafa and that shit fucked me up. Mm. You know what oh. I'm saying? Because homeboy knew what he needed to do. And he was always like that. He was always like pre-planned, calculated and shit like that. Like the whole house was all fucking clean. But he was, he just fucking passed out, nodded out and just like smacked his head on the fucking, uh, on, a, on the table. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Shit's fucked up. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 
I didn't know that. I thought he just went out. Nah, he knocked. He, he smacked the back of his head on the table. Fuck. Yeah. They're saying it was like foul play, but ain't nothing to it. They found the shit in his nails. You know what I mean? So, it's fucked up. Yeah. You know, fentanyl, fentanyl is taking out, like, a lot of really solid people I know. So, like, he was, like, the first one that, like, hit me. You know? That, like, hit me hard. And, like, to this day, even talking about it, kind of, like, it's kind of, like, can't even say I can't even talk about it without like crackling my voice and shit. Yeah. Um. But then it was him. So first it was him. Then it was uh, a, um, it was my homeboy that I used to uh, use with my homeboy Carlos, and he was uh he was supposed to he was supposed to link up with me and come to Holly Street, and he never made it to Holly Street. He he uh tried to do one more one more fucking one more fucking shot. And that was it. How often do you see that in drug court? I mean, as much as you can say, I guess. I mean, the overdosing and the dying. Yeah. Not none yet. Um, we had a few at La Jolla Recovery that were really special to us. Um, but mostly, honestly, it's been people in the rooms, people yeah. that we've gotten super close with, people mm. that we didn't think were going to go back out, people that we definitely think didn't think we're going to die. You know. Um, I just had. You know, one that really rocked me is my friend Faith. You know, we were working mm. together at La Jolla Recovery. We were Turning Point Sisters. And um, she celebrated five years clean. She posted about her five years clean. And like a couple of days later, she relapsed and died. And so her last post that she ever posted was about making it to five years clean. Mm. And there will never be another post from her. And mm. I just was so confused you know, in my head, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, and I was, I was angry and yeah. I was, I was heartbroken. Yeah. I, I think you know? at least what I, and I don't know, cause I don't know her, but I want, I would think like if you relapse, I mean, people relapse after working steps and all that sort of thing. Right. But <clears throat> if you are working steps and you're in contact with your sponsor and you have a fucking a support group, like I would hope that you would bounce those things off someone. Right. But a majority of the time, and I've heard this, like people have multiple years, but they never even did shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like they went to fucking meetings and drank some fucking coffee. Right. You know what I mean? And hung out with some people, but they didn't do anything. So they didn't have that outlet. They can't, they couldn't call their friend and say, Hey, guess what friend? I'm going to get loaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't have that relationship. Yeah. But if you work your steps and you fucking dig in deep and fit, like really get the shit out, man. Get the garbage out. Yeah. You're, I think that that's going to be a little bit, you know, of a, a fucking shield to where you're going to be safe. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's so important, Graph. You know what I mean? You have to work steps because it just, you have to work steps because I, th I feel if you don't, you're going to relapse. Yeah. It's, it is, it's going to happen. Yeah. You got to think it's, it's, it's an obsession and it's a craving, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's just, <coughs> regardless of whether it is like you're thinking about it now. But, like, eventually it gets to the point to where um, you're just sitting down there and just chilling and yeah, you're, you get a you're, wild hair. You're out of town. You're out of town and something fucking happened that was, like, super triggering. And boom, just like that, you're doing a line of coke, which you think, but it's fucking fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah. You, know you don't have any of your support group in Berkeley. No. Nope. You know what I mean? You're on, you're on a show. You had a great fucking night. Yeah. And something happened just like that. 
You get an obsession, and boom. bro. And that an obsession beer, that or beer, a craving. That beer sounds yeah. Nobody's going to know. Nobody, I'm in Berkeley. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. But those are the things that you think about when you don't work on yourself. Right. Like it just, it is. I know, I know that. I know that because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to know. You know what I mean? How many countless times that I get loaded in a fucking sober living. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me a break. And I was doing all the right shit. You know what I mean? And I got away with it. Mm-hmm. And you get away with it once. And then you... you you know you can get away with it for so long until but now it's like you die that that's where the outcome is yeah and the book closes that's what i was gonna say is like every time that i've ever gone back out i and this is probably because i had no fucking work done but calling somebody that was like not even fucking remotely on the spectrum Mm -hmm. i was like all right this is what we're doing like just like that right so that's i mean yeah it's dangerous. Well, I mean, somebody, you know, I have a sponsee, right? She just got to three years clean. Her fiance just got to three years clean, right? He relapses and she goes home and she sees it and she gets in the shower and she's like, I'm going to do it too. And she's telling me about this the next day. She didn't, you know, she's telling me about this. And I'm in, in my brain, I just have like these moments of like, wow, like she woke up that morning and had no idea that by the end of the night, she was going to be using. She had no idea. She didn't wake up and be like, I'm using today. Yeah. It was just a split moment. Yeah. Seconds. It took seconds. And that's, you know? That, see, that's another point, though, too. If you're going to be with somebody in recovery, you they better be working on themselves. Right. Because if they don't, yeah. and one person is, because at the end of the day, she's clearly doing more work than somebody else, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. But if, but if that's the case... That, that's where your boundaries come in and be like, okay, this is not the relationship that I want to be in. And that's what, that's fucking tough. Mm. You know what I mean? But I've been, I've been early recovery though too. You know what I mean? And I wasn't doing a whole bunch, but like there was people that were way sicker than me and I'm just like, I'm cool. Yeah. You're yeah. fucking reminding me of like, you're going to take me back to old dust. Like I <laughs> fucking knew, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew and, and um, yeah, well, good. For, I mean, good for her. Yeah. I also think there's a point when you come in and out too many times and you know too much like you've drank too much of the kool-aid and like i i relate this specifically because i know there's like there's somebody that stands out in my mind and like this will talk cash shit about lfg when we first kicked it off and like has been in and out of the rooms a fucking grip and just like has this expectation that because we're in recovery and we work a program that we fucking owe him something Mm. and it's like i don't ever want to get to that point where I know too much about the program and I just feel so fucking titled and like being that fucking sick. And I've seen it to, like this dude is an example, but I've seen this example multiple times. Yeah, And, and, and that will always happen. Mm-hmm. But that's another, the trick of that is not, not dealing with it is just keep working on yourself. Well, yeah. What mm-hmm. a limiting place to be, you know, everything there. That means you can't, there's no going up. Yeah, you that. can't go up. You know, you're stuck. Like mm-hmm. you're in a box at that point. There's, there's nothing to do from here on out. There's no more healing, no more journey, no more adventure, no more growing, no more aha moments. You know it all. Except you know? you're sick as fuck. Except you're sick as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like, I, I don't ever want to get to that place, you know, where there's nothing, there's nothing left to learn, you know, like that, that, those moments where those aha moments or those spiritual awakenings or whatever you want to call it, they, those feel so good. Why would you want that to stop? By thinking that you you know it all. There's nothing left, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I got something from this podcast, too, when you're talking about 
going to a, the city that you use that and trying to getting a new perspective. You know what I mean? Like I literally felt that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did and, too. And <clears throat> I think that's, that's fantastic for everybody when they're listening to you don't, you, it doesn't matter where you got loaded at. You can make new fucking right. a new memory. Yeah. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter. It Especially doesn't with be. the people and, and like for a second, let's talk about the, the friendships and the relationships that we make in narcotics anonymous, the forever, friendships and relationships you know what i mean that that right there is enough to keep you clean you know, sure. the people that become your family that you spend birthdays and holidays and breakfasts and dinners with that know all the ins and outs of you know how fucking insane you can get love you anyway despite yourself you know the ones that you laugh and cry with and just all those people you know narcotics anonymous was the first place i felt safe and protected and at home you mm. know and um and those people knowing that that's your journey going with you specifically to change those memories, you know, and change, change those back, you know, change all of it mm -hmm. from, from fear to love. That's what Marie always tells me there. It's not fear and faith. It's fear and love. Like, like you were telling me that story where like those guys were coming towards you and you, you had like done them dirty. Right. And yeah. you could have responded in fear, but you responded in love. Mm -hmm. You went up to them and look what happened. Yeah. You know, and it's could have went south so fast, though. 100%. <laughs> and so it's like if I can yeah. always respond with love, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the love that I get from my friends that chose to be on this journey with me, chose to go and change those memories with me, chose to love me despite myself and vice versa. Like, that's where it's at. How, how beautiful is that? Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, God damn. Drop a fucking yeah. banger right there. Straight yeah, my, my grandma always used to talk about. Um, energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever energy you put out is whatever energy you're going to get back. So if you're constantly putting out negative energy, you're always going to get that negative energy right. Right back. Ugh. Right. You know, so, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I try to just stay in the moment. Like, if some shit pisses me off, I'm like, all right, well, I know not to cross that route again. I'm going to keep going straight. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> or this happens, and I'm like, fuck that. And I ain't fucking with that shit, you know, because it's some, some, things, some things are worth your energy. Some things are worth your investment because like everything i think one of the things in life that you can never get back is time you know what i'm saying so if you spend a lot of time doing like investing investing your time into something that's super negative and shit like that you'll never get anywhere in life you know what i'm saying so like um taking the time out like when people were like oh i was stuck in this program and i had to work on and and i had to do you invested your time to uh, a lifetime like a lifetime of change mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like it's all about the it's all about like what you invest so like investing your time in in the steps and shit like that and seeing all the possibilities that come out of it right. you know what i'm saying so just do your steps graph mm -hmm. and going and going back to to you know the mom and Joe situation is mm. like today I respond in everything with love, mm. everything, you know, I don't. And when I walked out of the house that day, I, I specifically like my goal that day was that he wouldn't have any influence on me anymore forever. So it's like when I see him, it's all love. You know what I mean? It's all love because that's where I'm at in my life. I'm not there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'll feed yeah. Joe a fucking but two piece in a but biscuit. Hey, that's because you haven't worked your steps. Damn. <laughs> I, th I, th I think i think we came up with the title of this podcast <laughs> work your steps graph <laughs> i think you know <clears throat> we're talking about so many things but and obviously a huge thing is step work right 
and right, every step, it's, I mean, they're there for a reason, right? But I think a lot of it is people don't get, they, they're fearful of the fourth, which is, in my opinion, pointless because the other mm-hmm. steps, when you get further along, are much more difficult. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And for me, it was the sixth step because my character defects is what held, that was me. That was Dustin, you know? Yeah. Those were me. Like that's, I made myself up to be this person, you know what I mean? And to have those chopped down on a regular basis while I was doing the steps and then going further on when you're giving amends and having to write these letters and have these difficult conversations with people, Mm -hmm. like that shit was fucking difficult Mm -hmm. because I was still selfish and I was still fucking in my own head. I still had an ego and it didn't matter if I just worked on them. You know what I mean? Like they're still there. Mm. And that's why I'm like, if you want, if you want what we have, then come and do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I hate when people say like, Oh, well, I couldn't be in your herd. I'm like, well, fuck, if you can't be in our herd, not everybody can be in our herd. You know what I mean? We are very open, but at, at the end of the day, like if people are not going to mesh together, then they're not going to fucking mesh, but go right. fucking find your own herd. Find your people. It's fucking simple. Yeah. It's not difficult to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate when people use that. And, like, yeah. I went back out because fucking so-and-so was a fucking dick to me. Well, guess what? Maybe he is, but she's not going to or he's not going to. You know what I mean? Don't right, give right. up on yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't be that new that newcomer that's self-seeking, selfish, and everybody did something wrong, which we're all like that, you know? Right, right. You got to step away from it for a moment and just fucking, they, you know, put the cotton balls out of your fucking ears or, or out of your mouth, in your mouth. Yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck it is. I, yeah. yeah, I think, I think like the step that did it for me is when, um, shit, I met my dad, you know, like making the amends and like mm-hmm. reaching out to people and shit like that. I've like, I've never really like sat down or even had a relationship with my father. And then, um, working the steps, like my, my kids, they have a grandfather now, you know what I'm saying? I'm able to, you know, forgive him because like, at 16, like, he had me when he was 16. My mom was 17. So, like, when he had me, <laughs> who's ready to be a dad at 16 years old? Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he joined the military and shit like that, and he was out there, and, you know, he just enjoyed that a lot more than being a dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But, like, the relationship that he has with my daughter now is fucking awesome. Like, he calls my daughter, like, always texts her and shit like that, and always calls her. and So, like, that's... That's dope. And then, like, um, when I had to write, when I had to bury my grandmother, remember that? And, like, I had to, you made me write a letter, and I had to, like, read it to her. And it took me a while. I was writing around with that fucking thing for a minute before I actually went to the graveyard and actually read it. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once I did it, it was real relieving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's beautiful. So, like, once you do, like, those things that you're like, I'll never talk to my dad ever again. Like, I'll I'll never bury my grandmother. She'll always be my higher power. You know what I'm saying? And, like, nah. Like, being able to bury my grandmother, being able to, to like, I buried my grandmother. That's why I don't have that ring anymore. Like, remember the little chief ring that I had? I don't have that ring anymore because I, I left it there and probably some crackhead took it. You know what I mean? <laughs> some little Rachel Bradley came out there and just, <laughs> damn, <laughs> government. <laughs> Got you em. know? Yeah, so. So I left the ring there with her and I left her left the letter there and everything like that. And then um yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of things like that. But a lot of things that I said that I would never do, I ended up doing in mm-hmm. the step work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was that step right there. I I wanna say it was step nine, right? Step yep. nine making the amends and everything yeah. like that, making a living amends to my grandmother and 
you know, amends with my father and stuff like that. Like, you know, I told them they're like, you know, I forgive you, bro. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was the, I would understand. Yeah. You know, if I was 16 years old and I had a kid, I'd be like, peace. You know what I'm saying? Or I'd try, fail, and then feel flustered. Can't can't do anything. You forgave him. Yeah. So I kind of forgave him in a way, and kind of forgave myself too because because of that. Like I was like, because I always blamed everything on him. You know, like I had to learn how to ride my bike. I had to learn how to play baseball, basketball, kiss a girl, ask a girl out, do all this shit by myself. I didn't have my dad, you know. So, like, um, being able to make that amends and grow past it and, like, now build new, you know, uh, a new chapter of my life with him, you know, it's definitely awesome. Yeah. You know. So work your steps, Graf. <laughs> how many How many girls are you working with right now? Mm. Um, I I'm sorry, women. I have four sponsees. That's right. Yeah. God damn. Good for four. you. Yeah. So. so you're doing something right. Yeah. Because they're asking. No matter what, you know, that that's a fucking powerful thing. Yeah. So when you go to share at a meeting, people are going to, they, they're liking what you're sharing about. That's that's how this thing works, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, always, I always hear Rachel talking that shit. Always. Always talking that shit. What shit? You know what I mean? Always talking that recovery shit. <laughs> that's just that's great. Dude. I love that I've shit. seen her turn it on. Yeah. I've yeah. seen her turn it on. Well, we just seen it turn it on right now. This has been a fucking great show. I really appreciate you coming on. This yeah, has thanks been, for having me. This has been, yeah. like I said, I, I got something from this, and I hope everybody else did. I know that, um, you know, we put a post up today, and fucking multiple people said to have you on, and it just worked out that you did. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Graf, for asking me. I love you. I love all three of you, you know. Listen. Um, <laughs> You have now been a part of my life for the last three, an intimate part of my life for the last three. <laughs> oh my God. This has been another episode of the 1904 show. Guess he just got his mic turned yeah. off. <laughs> Fucking prick. Oh, man. You've been an intimate so part of my life for the last three years, and watching the growth has been fucking incredible, and I'm low-key kind of jealous. But uh, Wait, you're jealous about to be about a part? Uh, how, how much growth she's got. Oh. Can I fucking finish? Why? Why? I'm just. I had to know. Like, what are you? <laughs> Jesus. About? Yeah, she's. She is a strong woman in recovery, and it's impressive. Thank you. And uh, you know, I hear. I hear both sides of your relationship because mm-hmm. you know your man is fucking my brother, and we be up in that garage talking big shit about the two of you, Bethany mm-hmm. and you. Yep. <laughs> talking cash money, but. Uh, you are fucking for real doing some big things and it's it's exciting to watch your life change and come June, you know, I'm about to be up in your wedding. Yep. It's be fucking wild. Yep. Just want to say that I love you and I'm it's gonna be, fucking it's coming. I can't wait to get mm. the DMs being like, where do I find this Rachel chick? I need help. No. Oh. So. What song do you want to go out to? Sick ass fool. What song am I walking down to? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, what song do you want to go out to? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, it could be the song you're going down to, too. Mm. It's all good. surprise you you? no 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 what's your Mm. we don't want to surprise you uh what's your favorite song bro put on some blink 182 (laughs) i was gonna put on some thug shit because i get in rachel's car and she'll be bumping some thug shit i know bethany's like i don't like this song yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right i i love blink rafa you're back on the mic oh am i (laughs) that was good uh Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I love this.
this song. You have nothing for it. It's a fucking man. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. I fucking love you, Rachel. Oh, is that it? Yeah. What? Yeah. I was clowning. I'm not going to clown you no more. God damn. That was fucking. I know your story. It's another episode of LGN. Blink 182, brother. Open up the fucking pit. Yo, Radio Raheem, shout out from Brooklyn, New York. It's your boy Rafa. I'm hey, in the motherfucking building. Big